Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Just talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Hey friends, welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast in the world. I am Ryan. I am joined by Brad. Hey. We are the OGs. We're like the... um, you know how NSYNC is getting back together? No, what, why do you know that? Uh, dude, you don't know that? <laughs> I don't know that. Why do you know that? Um, are you secret? Are you a closet NSYNC fan? Uh, yeah, Bye 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 Bro is like my jam. That's <laughs> oh, them, right? That's I, explain- I, I always confuse them and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> that's ex- That explains why every time we leave the movies, <laughs> you're always like, Bye Bye Bye, guys. It's so yeah. weird, but now it makes sense. <laughs> now it totally makes sense. Um. No, the real reason I know that is because I subscribe to Hot Ones on um, YouTube, and they were all on it last week or the week before, and they were talking about, I don't know, they recorded a new song for uh, the new Trolls movie that's coming out that I didn't know was coming out, so. You didn't know? God, I think I've seen that trailer in front of every movie I've watched. Really? Oh, see, but you go to Regal a lot, don't you? Oh, Yeah. I go to Alamo and they only show like four trailers and I've never, I don't even know what the new troll movie is about. Tell me, Brad, what's the new troll movie about? Uh, branch. I've never seen the troll movies, but just from the trailer, <laughs> this one <laughs> troll branch, uh, was in a boy band when he was a baby and then he did something that broke up the band and then Dick. he goes on and lives his life. Um, throughout, I guess the other three troll, I can't believe there's three other troll movies. Um, there's three of them. Yeah. There's like, the, there's just trolls and i think there's like worlds apart or uh oh world wow. tour and mm. then something else trolls 2 maybe I huh. don't know. all right it's yeah uh i'll take your word for it <laughs> but yeah then they find out uh like one of the brothers comes back and uh he's like one of our other brothers is trapped in a uh a piece of gl- a glass cage or something and the harmony of the brothers is the only thing that can break the glass to free him. And uh, see, that's why it makes sense. And Sync is in it because they haven't been together for so long, and now they're all trolls in this troll movie that they're gonna sing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sure, and it very much feels like you're hearing. Uh, actor voices for the trolls and then when they cut to the music it's definitely like they got a band to do it (laughs) to be them so well good Um, yeah and then the girl troll finds out that she has a long lost sister apparently oh no yeah so everyone's well everyone's finding long lost siblings i mean that's what we have to do right did you know that a brother bond is the strongest bond that could ever exist no so suck on that sister bonds and mother and father bonds <laughs> the brother bond is <laughs> let's just exclude yeah. half of everybody yeah it's like oh man very specific on that one <laughs> good for them yeah uh, we do see a new movie every week now it wasn't trolls this <laughs> week we saw the outlaw johnny black which is from the guys who made black dynamite Stay tuned where we'll recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then talk about it with possible spoilers. We'll also talk about the big movie news of the week, and there's actually movie news that's really big that happened last night. 
and things we've watched throughout the week. It's what we do. This is our 602nd episode of seeing a movie. And we have more episodes you can listen to. Yeah. But 602 weeks of seeing a movie. And, I, of- I, and I'm better for it. I feel more, um, you know, cultured now. I feel like we're probably the smartest individuals about movies in the world now because oh. no one else has done that. Totally. I mean, not even close. <laughs> you know, actually, I was thinking, they're, even movie critics, they probably don't see movies every week. <laughs> they probably uh, have a va- vacation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I imagine uh, they probably see multiple movies in a week. So, like, you know, they're seeing two or three so they can write articles for them. And then, yeah, maybe they take a week off because they're all caught up or something because there's yeah, not no, enough movies no, out there for them to go. It's because they're wussies. They're not like us. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, <laughs> uncle, uncle, like, <laughs> I need a break from this. Yeah. I've been seeing movies for 84 years. Um, I've seen everything that comes out <laughs> four times a week. I go, and most of it's terrible. So I need to, I need to take a month off. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I didn't even. Um, uh, full disclosure: we saw the Outlaw Johnny Black not this week, but last week. I haven't seen a movie this week, and I, I, I have like this emptiness in my life right now. Oh, so I'm gonna try to think, sneak away sometime maybe tomorrow i'll go see one i would have thought you'd at least see something even if it wasn't required but wow you just didn't do it at all that's i know how do you do that dude it's been tough i was like i I told you before we started that i was in training for work all week and it was 10 hours long each day and i had to pick up my kid and you know get him dinner and get him to school the next day it's just this kid's just you like know, an the, anchor, just like dragging you down, just keeping you from the important things. Like you know. I know. And then my my wife's friend got married, so I had to go to the wedding. Ugh. Did they? I know. They, they didn't have movies at the wedding. No, <laughs> they they thought I'd be happy with a free buffet of prime rib and vegetables. What is up with these weirdos? <laughs> I know. <laughs> How do you have a movie or a wedding without a movie for people to watch? Like, what are they going to pay attention to? You? <laughs> yeah. You getting cool married? Story though. Um, the wedding. So yeah, the dinner was really good, but for dessert, they had these like little mini, uh, bun cakes, but that wasn't the best part. They actually had a popcorn machine that they made bags of popcorn and they put those little kernel seasonings things out. So you could have seasoned popcorn. <laughs> it was like fun. I was like, that's awesome. It's like, Hey, Ryan, you, get it, you need to get back to your table. Lay off me. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I need more than the nacho cheese popcorn, Duke. Save some for everyone else. <laughs> actually oddly enough uh there was a wedding at the bug that i had to work and they did like a film themed wedding so oh had, super like, cool uh, like their playlist was you know songs uh from soundtracks uh like they they walked down the aisle to the uh anakin and padme theme from attack of the clones wow. um the godfather theme for some reason when they actually like did the rings and everything and like that's actually little... kind of a cool idea for a wedding, though. Yeah, and I, obviously because you... they had the bug, they had the theater screen. Although they they had a slideshow that they didn't actually end up using, so they didn't actually <laughs> use the screen, but it was there. But hey, people in Colorado that like movies and you want a unique wedding experience, you can book the Bug Theater at Thirty Eighth and Navajo. You should check it out. Yeah, definitely. See, it's a good event space for that if you're looking yeah, for a very no, small, a really intimate wedding. Idea. Yeah, and you already have the chair set up, so you don't have to pay pay a chair setup fee that a lot of places make you pay. You know, yeah, we actually uh, take the stage, and uh, you know, when the screen comes down, there's still like a significant portion of the theater stage that is unused. So when it's up, you know, you can actually put your dining tables out on it, and then like Alex actually puts like these little hanging lights across the stage, so it looks like very much like a bistro feel. Oh, that's so super cool. Yeah, so you don't have to just sit in the um the seats down in front like they did for when they watched them you know get married in front of the curtain when the curtain separated it revealed the you know the catering and all the tables and stuff so it's pretty sweet setup that is really cool see look at that we're informing people too it's what we do yeah and saving you money because i'm sure that is way cheaper than any other event you're gonna be able to do for sure (laughs) so if you're like yeah we're in love and we got married but you know you haven't saved up enough money for, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff, come to the bug. 
Should do it. It'd be fun. It's way less than that. Hell yeah. Hey, Brad. We saw The Outlaw, Johnny Black, this week. Do you recommend that film? Ah, oh, gosh. Uh, no. Um, you know, when it's funny, it's, it is really funny, but it's spread out so thin between this other movie that I was really bored with. Um, so definitely not what I was hoping for. You know, I, I don't want to be that, be the one be like, Oh, I, you know, expect another black dynamite from these people. Um, but I do kind of expect another black dynamite from these people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, two and a half hours for, you know, what I thought was a comedy is just, you know, with only maybe 20 minutes of comedy in it. <laughs> uh, it was rough, rough to watch, rough to sit through. Uh, I'm really conflicted on this one. Um, because I do like Westerns and I do, I've, I really love Black Dynamite. Um, but yeah, the, the comedy seemed like as an afterthought. And as I was watching it, I just, and the comedy was happening. I kept on thinking about that bit that Patton Oswald had where he talks about, he, you know, rewrites for a hundred million dollar animated films. <laughs> yep. And they go, they say, I just fell in onto some pudding or whatever. And butterscotch. And like, yeah. yeah. Butterscotch. And that's all I could think of when some of these like uh, really funny lines that they were funny were being said. Um, You're right. They're like off screen. Like someone later on yeah. added like, Oh yeah, we need something here. So they just threw like, yeah, voice off screen saying something hilarious. Yeah. And I get, I read an interview uh, with Michael J. White and he talked about um, why they did that. And I get it. But yeah, I'm really conflicted on it. I mean, I think I enjoyed it maybe a little more than you did, but I, I still was hoping for, you know, I don't know, him shooting dynamite back at the bad guys or something. It's, I, I, I don't know. Um, anyways, here's a trailer for the outlaw, Johnny Black. I've been trying to tell y'all Brett Clayton's coming to rob your bank. Listen up and shut up! And I came to put a bullet in him. My name is Johnny Black. I am no gentleman and I am no preacher. I thought I would join you for birth of hallelujah. That man is not what he pretends to be. Surprise! Didn't the Bible say to turn the other cheek? I don't know. I mean, probably. Yeah. I said stop. Stop me. But it also said you could hit a bully with a slingshot. And this is mine. Wrong crack shot, Bob. Well, now you just shot. I think ain't no preacher at all. False prophets rose among the people. You know this vile man, Reverend Famine? Reverend Famine? Ah! I'll be Reverend Famine, and you'll be my deacon. Now, why in God's name would I agree to do something like that? There's oil been found on the property. Ooh, hallelujah. Now, this town is about to come into a whole heap of money. We must arm ourselves and prepare for the worst. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Let's go. I say a life worth living is a life worth defending. I was beginning to think I lost you to another woman. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, then you are shackled to your past. Put me down! Say, turn it loose. Turn it loose. Drop your guns by the end of this sentence. That wasn't a complete sentence. Outlaw Johnny Black stars Michael J. White, and he plays Johnny Black, who is a outlaw in the uh, western part of the United States in the 1800s. And he uh, is about to be executed for kung fu treachery white woman looking at um, <laughs> like all these really funny um silly bits and um and he gets rescued yeah he gets rescued by it's actually kind of a funny long-running joke they have in the film where 
all the Native Americans are played by super white people, <laughs> except for the women. Um, that harkens back to the Westerns of the 50s and 60s. Um, and on the, his way after getting rescued, he runs into a, a priest or a father, and he's on his way to a place in Oklahoma. They get ambushed by Native Americans, and Johnny Black thinks that Percy, the father, is killed. He goes into the city and takes his, assumes his identity, and so he can um, hook, hook up with the uh, girl who's yeah. writing the priest le- letters. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, and not for noble causes. It's because he wants to <laughs> hook up with the yeah the pre the what's the, I ever even forget her name. Um, because um, Bessie, yeah, something like that. Uh, I can pull up WIMDB. I don't have to be like that. Yeah, it's, arrogant and well, it's it's Bessie and Jesse. I think it's Bessie's the one in the letters, and Jesse's the one, the sister who's like actually trying to help the town. You are correct. Um, so yeah, he gets there and. Um, we find out that his father was not only like a parlor trick, uh, gunfighter, um, does tricks with them. He also was also a pastor and he was killed by, uh, right. Clayton. Yeah. And, um, and the town is trying to be taken, (laughs) By some other guy named, uh, Tom Sheely <laughs> and the, um, the one sister who, uh, outlaw Johnny Black falls for Jesse Lee is kind of a roadblock in the way she won't sign over her land. And it leads to conflict with all of them. Yeah. Tom Sheely um, wants the town because there's oil. Yeah. To be had. Uh, there, <laughs> there's some great jokes in it. Um, I love his wanted poster where it looks just like him. It doesn't look anything <laughs> doesn't, like yeah. him. It's a super racist joke, but it's really funny. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like it, it just, it, you expect it to be sillier, um, but it never really embraces it fully embraces the spoof. It was more of an homage to those films is what I got from it. Yeah. If it wasn't for the jokes, I would feel like it's just a kind of a, cause like just as a Western, I was like, what's different about this? Um, like it wasn't st- like people trying to take your land to get your oil is not a fresh take on the Western. Um, yeah, I feel like I've seen that plenty. Um, yeah, and, and like some of the characters, like uh, Jesse Lee's brother who got kicked by a horse and has like mental health deficiencies. It's like he he's funny for a little bit, but they never fully embraced it. And if you're gonna do fully embrace the spoof, you're gonna have to be a little more not PC, if that makes sense at all. Yeah, the uh, setup for that was weird because it's like this long, I don't know, like really long single profile shot, and you don't even see his eyes. And then after I don't know, like what feels like five minutes, he's doing this monologue, and then he turns to the camera, and you're like, oh, this guy's eyes are messed up. Yeah. And then that's kind of the, the end of it. And he shows up a couple more times later and doesn't really yeah, do anything. Yeah, even someone, Tommy Davidson's in it and he's trying to play some character. And I guess it's supposed to be funny, but he's not funny at all. Um, you know, it just, it seems like they wanted to make an homage and they added just some silly bits into it. But they never fully embraced which one it was going to be. You know, and that's why when we were going there and I, we sat down and I said, man, I thought that it was PG 13. Mm, yeah. I wanted it to be rated R to fully embrace, you know, over the top violence. Um, if you're going to do, you know, the, the sex comedy parts with, uh, Bessie being like this, uh, sheltered woman who wants to like jump the bones of, you know, father Percy, like fully embrace it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, on top of it, like, there's so many different storylines going on. Like, yeah, um, Johnny Black is stealing the identity of Percy, but yeah, this whole 
Tom Shealy's stealing the oil, and then Brett Clayton's like this outlaw who killed his dad that he's trying to get revenge on. It's like, pick one of those and just go with it. Um, yeah, and then fully embrace the spoof. Yeah, because, you know, to some extent, Black Dynamite feels like a uh, like Naked Gun parody of uh, Black Plantation yeah. movies. And this is just, it. yeah, it, it totally feels like they were making a, a, an earnest, genuine Western, and then they watched it like some people who expected another black dynamite movie were like, uh, this two hour drama, like what's going on. Yeah. You, you got to throw some black dynamite in here to, you know, get people in seats. And so they, it feels like, you know, in post, they spoofed it up a bit. I agree. Cause you, you know, stuff, I mean, it's, it's... cause yeah, some of my favorite stuff was off camera, you know, when they're yeah. he's being hanged and they throw in like Kung Fu treachery. It just feels like, it's yeah. one of his crimes. Like, it just feels like they added that in post. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, the, well, you know what I'd say to a cow? Uh, moo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's totally off camera. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that maybe there's an R rated cut of it and it's way more violent and, <laughs> And shorter, like yeah, over two hours for this was just yeah. I don't know why. Like some shots just uh, ran on for too long. The pacing was really uh, stretched out. Like you could definitely trim, I think, half an hour out of this movie easy, for sure. And speed it up. And like I like Michael J. White a lot, and I, I mean he's really good. And I, I will say he's really good in the lead. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, you're right. It's just too much fat, and there's too much going on, and didn't fully embrace because even when um father percy is talking to uh outlaw johnny black and when he's in jail that scene is awesome where he's explaining about you know i'm supposed to lose to this white guy and then i decided i didn't want to and it's basically telling his um you know story for why he became a, a, a pastor i think it's awesome but the rest of it just seems all like flawed. Yeah. Like there's too much of it breathes. Like you could, like if you just cut it a little faster, like I think it would move better. And yeah, Yeah. it just languishes a little too much in places you expect it to move on. And it just kind of sits there a little too long. Agreed. But you know what? (laughs) I'm glad we supported it anyways. Yeah. I mean, I don't, mind having watched it i'm just uh, i'm just disappointed because yeah black dynamite was such a revelation when i saw it you know, i know because even ago. when you when i posted i said i know we're gonna see this movie this week and you said oh we should see the outlaw johnny black i got really excited because i knew who was involved yeah. with it you know and then it's kind of just letting the air out of the balloon a little bit and it makes yeah. sense like why it was such a surprise like not watching it now, i'm like oh, okay they're kind of it feels like they're kind of it has to go out there because they, you know, have to get a return on it. But mm-hmm. um, it, it feels like it's trying to be swept under the rug a little bit because it's it's disappointing. So, agreed. Because yeah, like I think the trailer came out what like two years ago. Yeah, super excited about it, and now. Well, they even changed because it used to be called the Outlaw Johnny Black, and uh, yeah. some of the old posters still have the Outlaw Johnny Black on them. Um, yeah, I think Barry Bostwick was played, uh, Tom Sheely was played by someone else. I don't know who, I forget who it was, but he mm. got cast at the last minute or something. So, and all of his scenes feel like, like, I think most of them just take place in that, uh, yeah, like farmhouse set. And then there's just that one point where he's out, um, with the chain around his neck walking through town. So, yeah, definitely right. feels like tacked on. Anywho. Yep. <laughs> hey, we got some big news this week. It's real news. After 146 days, the Writers Guild of America has reached a tentative agreement with the American Motion Picture, whatever their whole title is, um, which is good because some things were slowly starting to be affected by it, you know? Um, and I, what they were asking for, really the big one was the AI to not 
be used in rider rooms, which makes sense. Um, and the residuals from streaming, because streaming is always weird because they never really said why or, uh, you know, how many people are watching streaming and how do you actually monetize streaming besides subscribers? Um, yeah. So yeah, kind one of down part- now just SAG has to get, uh, taken care of. It is kind of weird to me that streaming can't track when I click that button to, and hit that playhead. Like they can't seem to record that. I don't know if it's a privacy oh. thing, but uh, they do because I was reading an article. I can't remember if it was a Variety or Hollywood Reporter, but how Netflix says you know the most viewed TV show or movie. They only have to have it streaming for three minutes continuously, so it's a little misleading about some of the stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know the metric for it. You know, they know because that's why they also remove episodes and some TV shows that they own from the streaming service. Cause they don't want to pay the residuals on them. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's complicated and I don't understand it. I'm just glad that they worked it out. Yeah. The article I read hasn't released specific details. So I don't know exactly what was agreed to, but it's, it's, it's tentative. So it's on the way. And then SAG is still up in the air. So it's not entirely resolved. Yeah, and it, you know they're saying that. Do you think, and this is my just two cents, that you need the stars to promote the show, the movies, or is it just because we don't need it because we're always so our fingers so always on, on the pulse of usually what's coming out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, nerds like us, yeah, we're always paying attention to it. So yeah, I'm I'm rarely looking for like what's what star what are the stars doing so I know what to watch like that's not me yeah. but I definitely know there's people out there like that who are you know that's their doorway to these kind of things so hmm. yeah yeah it's it curious it, it does yeah like people watch I, those late night shows looking for promotions and stuff and you know they're they're just it's passive they're waiting for you know advertising to hit them. Whereas we're always digging in any like on our own, so. Hmm. Yeah, I I guess. I mean, I'd always be like, oh man, it'd be cool if they just put you know the Batman and the date it's coming out. <laughs> I think would be cool. Hey, it worked but, in '89. Yeah, but they still had trailers though. I, I mean, that'd be the trailer. It literally just say the Batman. Yeah, and, you know, October. Was, <laughs> yeah, but the poster was just that symbol, and it said like June nineteenth or whatever true and people are, yeah i think like did you ever see a poster with jack nicholson or michael keaton on it back oh then? no it was definitely just the symbol yeah and then yeah you had that shitty trailer <laughs> yeah it didn't even have like sound design in it it was just like a hard, a hard rough cut of stuff that they were putting <laughs> together which i think is pretty cool like I, yeah. I feel like trailers are so similar now that they have a f- similar rhythm that they just become noise agreed we watch films throughout the week in a segment I call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? So much stuff. <laughs> so much. Um, let's see. What do I really want to talk about, though? Uh, so I, I saw the, the IMAX Barbie for the extra footage real quick. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's Did all you at the end. The extra footage? It's all at the end <laughs> after mm-hmm. the credits. So I don't know if it was seven dollars worth, but <laughs> um, it was still fun to watch. Like, there's a lot of cutting room floor. I I can't wait for the Blu-ray because it feels like there's gonna be a lot of cut footage because uh, everything in in after the credits was uh, you know, snippets of these gags that just didn't make it in. So hopefully, we get to see all that complete. Um, and it felt very cool. improv-y, like the, it wasn't written, but, um, hmm. yeah. So that was good. Um, I watched How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Oh, uh, that's that climate change documentary, right? Uh, it's not a documentary. It's, it's a, you know, a narrative ma- movie, uh, based on a book. Uh, but yeah, the Esquire is doing all, has been doing weekly these movies you may have missed. Um, and so, 
I was like, well, like they only have two showings a day. So that was the one that was there. And uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, it wasn't particularly interesting. Uh, and, you know, smartly, it's not specific <laughs> how to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the characters are, are uh, caricatures of everyone you think that would be uh, in a group like that trying to do that. Um. Yeah, I think the performances are good. It's just uh, I didn't find any of the people that interesting. Mm. Oh, the pretty shallow takes on everybody. Um, you know the is like they're all really obvious players in this. Is it's like uh, the dad in any sports film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's a couple people who you know, like uh, they have a relative that was killed by big oil. You know, and what they do and. Uh, you know, the rancher guy, like they're building on my land. Um, and there's like the one guy who's like a loner and he's good with explosives. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, (laughs) yeah. And they, uh, they present it like, yeah, it kind of starts out like, uh, they, they succeed and then they, they kind of backtrack of like, well, how'd they get here? Um, and, they go like one by one into each person's backstory. Oh yeah. There's like a couple, uh, who are, you know, the, the, the bunch of nomads who just kind of wander into this thing. And, uh, you find out that one of them has been caught for vandalism. And so the FBI, FBI is already onto their plan. Um, and so it's a matter of like, will she crack or not? And, uh, you know, get everyone arrested or not. And, uh, and then the other, couple uh you find out that like their whole plan was to get caught so they can send a message um and then uh, protect everyone else so um, i knew it (laughs) yeah uh but as far as like a low budget thing made on the cheap it's it's not bad but i I didn't fall in love with any of the characters and their stories that much you know yeah you know whenever they argue or something it just feels fake no, that's not or fun. Like, man. oh, we're, we're, this scene is in here to explain this point. This point about climate change specifically. It's like, uh, could have bit could have been a little more nuanced with that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't help your argument. <laughs> you're like, just <laughs> like you're reading a list of bullet points and disguising it as as a character conversation scene. Um. Yeah, and then uh, also uh, caught dumb money. Yesterday. Oh, I want to see that one. Yeah. Um also not as fun as uh other movies from this group. Like I liked Itanya a lot and everything, but um yeah, there wasn't just like it didn't play out like in an interesting creative way. Uh mm-hmm. so Dumb Money is about uh for people listening, uh back a couple of years ago when uh the GameStop stock rally hit and people were uh, doing this thing of trying to raise the uh, GameStop stock price, so which uh, ruined the the aspirations of these short investors shorting the stock, um, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, this this movie is about Keith Gill, the guy who's um, I forget his like he has like two internet handles, but he has like this YouTube show telling people like what stocks he likes, and so you know America picked up on it and it grew and grew, and it uh, eventually put this uh investment capital uh uh what is it uh i can't believe for they said it so many times i forget what kind of there's a specific term for their kind of capital business damn it it's not vulture oh hedge fund this hedge fund this hedge fund guy uh eventually puts it bankrupts them puts them out of business but um he's friends with this other guy ken at what was it something citadel um, and all that guy had to do was be like, dude, I'm ruined. He's like, buddy, I got you and saved his ass. Uh, yeah, the hedge fund went out of business, but he was taken care of. And, um, Robin hood, the company that, uh, you know, all the working guys were making their trades on, uh, just, uh, turned off the button to buy stocks at, at some point. So people couldn't do it anymore, which was illegal. Um, and so, yeah, I remember got, that it yeah. was like a big thing. Yeah, and so a lot of people, uh, like the whole thing was like, 
for a lot of these people, you know, I'm going to buy the stupid stock that, you know, GameStop's not <laughs> making, not a, a business that's in great shape, but you know, if it ruins these hedge fund guys, great. So people, little guys were buying stuff and, you know, they made a modest dumb, like a lot of the characters in the movie, you know, they'd show like where they started and where they ended up doing this. And, uh, but like once that happened, uh, and then also like the place where Keith Gill was posting his recommendations to, um, blocked, it's like Wall Street bets on Reddit. The uh, page got blocked because a lot of people that frequented it, you know, posted racist images and uh, used derogatory commentary for things, you know, meme culture, right? Yeah, of course, what everybody does because they're assholes. Yeah, so that got flagged, and so he couldn't post his recommendations, so people weren't sure if he was, you know, he's the person who, who's doing the best on it, so everyone's following him, and now, you know, there's this waiting game of, like, when is Keith going to sell, and suddenly no one can access Keith and know what he's doing, and so a lot of people were either like, oh, this is a red flag, I should bow out, and those who did uh, did well, but others who were like, I'm with Keith all the way, got screwed. Um, cause Keith didn't sell, but, uh, you know, the whole Robin Hood fiasco, uh, definitely ruined their stocks. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Basically it just kind of plays out and you just watch all these, uh, actors play those things and that's about it. Like there's no really interesting, mm-hmm. uh, surprise. There's nothing surprising about it really. Um, and it's not presenting in a, in a way that's, uh, particularly interesting. You know, but yeah. I mean, all the actors do their best to like elevate this material. But I think there's almost too many characters. Like, I think there's like seven or eight people that they follow who you know, like aren't Keith's story and aren't the hedge fund managers. They're just like, okay, they're just there to kind of give a comparison of like different walks of life that are involved in this, if not directly. And then, yeah, it culminates in, uh, you know, they have to go. You know, before a, a, a what is it, government review board, and explain themselves, and that's really brief. So the resolution isn't like, you know, it's, it's not like Oppenheimer where there's like a whole hearing at the end and all that. It's kind of like all the yeah. uh, money hedge fund guys are just like, uh, 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 uh I don't, uh, I, <laughs> I don't have a good, I'm dodging everything, and then Keith has like the speech that you hear in the trailer, so it, like that's not even like a surprise. Um, so yeah, that was a little, it was, it was mm-hmm. fun. Like, uh, like Pete Davidson is Keith's, uh, or Paul Dano's brother in the movie. And so they're, they very much have like, uh, his brother's like a DoorDash guy. So he's unsuccessful and Keith's from, um, a money fund. So he, he's the, the successful brother. So his parents are always like congratulating him and deriding, uh, his little brother. And, uh, you know, they have a sister that died of COVID. So throughout the whole thing, you know, Keith's backstory is that, um, you know, having come from like graduating during the uh, financial crash of 2008 and then this, like that's his tragic backstory. Gotcha. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Good. Not great. Um, oh, and then the last thing I, like I watched a bunch of other things, but the, the last thing I watched was Critters <laughs> nice. the first time. Um, <laughs> Which, you know, is... That movie is what it is. Like, it's yeah. fun, you know, but that's like, what it is. <laughs> I knew I was in for it, because, like, in the, in the Ninja Turtles movie, when Raphael, like, leaves the theater and he just watched Critters, like, I get why, you know, it's it's a new line movie, and it's, you know, these puppet creature things, much like Ninja Turtles, and uh, yeah, so in Critters, this family lives, this rural family, uh, the Critters escape prison, they land... Uh, in their farm area and then they just terrorize them in the house the whole time. Yep. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the funniest thing was like at one point that I, sh- I showed you the, the, the gif, <laughs> like the critters roll up to uh, the front door and the family opens the door with a shotgun and like shoots one of them. And the other one just says like, <laughs> fuck and rolls away. Yeah. <laughs> they think they're like, they're invincible. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this silly stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's a little bit like a slasher movie where, uh, the sister and her boyfriend like r- run off to the barn, barn, telling their family like, "Oh, we're just going to the town for some fun," and they like, they try to make out, and then like, yeah, the critters show up, and like, uh, the boyfriend is Billy Zane. Uh, so, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a while. They eat the shit out of him, and yeah, it's fun. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a silly movie. It's one of those, you know, it's a B movie and it's fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I wish they had uh, the other four or five because I, I was game to watch them, but they weren't on streaming. So, yeah, I have um, Critters one and two, uh, Shout Factory, Scream Factory. It's yeah. one of their like bundle ones, and I think it's only like eighteen dollars. Yeah, but some uh, friends of mine from Open Screen Night, uh, they uh, actually worked on. I think they did a TV series of it, a streaming series. So really, I'm gonna get around to checking that out too. Yeah, the Next Brothers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what I watched. I, I've started doing the horror stuff, even though I said I wasn't going to. So I know I was going to say, don't be a, don't be a, <laughs> don't be a dead fuck, okay? I was just, I was just exhausted. I, I see so many I, more movies. I, I get it, but you should do what I do. I just do movie randomizer, and it tells me what to watch. And even the the hard thing with the movie randomizer though is you got to watch it, even if it's something you don't want to watch. <laughs> you watch it because sometimes you have fun with it. Yeah, uh, my um, ran- my randomizer is just like uh, Max recommends this next, and it's in the same genre. <laughs> so hey, there you go. I'm not going to talk thing. about it, but I watched Dracula 2000, Dracula Ascension, Dracula Three Legacy. <laughs> nice <laughs> because of it. No, not nice. <laughs> nice, bro. We'd enjoy your. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and um, also download Draft House. They had like a secret screening thing. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can finally catch one of these. It's gonna be awesome. And it was totally a movie, a horror movie that I watched last year. That sucks. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, Black Roses. Yeah. It was that sure their like, uh, like their metal, heavy metal one that they were talking about. Yeah. Bummer. So. Yeah. Cool. Like, in, in some ways it's fun, but other ways it's just like, oh God, I've seen this. I can't believe I just paid <laughs> to go to the outlet <laughs> to watch this. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I keep cutting you off. No, that's fine. And so it's okay to sometimes we just get disappointed. Um, I, I lied at the top of the show. I said I hadn't gone to the theater and I totally forgot. And I think this might say a lot you about son the of movie. a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw The Nun 2. Um, or is it The Nun, the second chapter? I can't decide yet. The title says The Nun 2, but I've also seen it as Chapter 2. Um, anyways, I always, uh, laugh when I watch these movies because they take place in the Conjuring universe and the Conjuring universe even though it's fantastical and supernatural seems to be grounded in some form of reality if that makes sense Um, but the Nun movies are basically eh fuck it (laughs) we're just (laughs) gonna make it so supernatural and so unrealistic that it um, it doesn't matter you know it, it, it builds a lot on how the Nun looks and um, because look at the this scary looking not, woman. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's, it's very. I mean, I don't know if iconic is the right word, but it's definitely a well known horror entity now. Um, so I guess you can say iconic. Um, anyways, this movie takes place. Is it five years after the first one? I think. Um, and, and the opening is actually pretty great. It's uh, this little boy who is an altar boy. Uh is in this church um at night he hears like someone like you know like oogie boogie downstairs and he runs upstairs and he tells the uh, father about it and then the father is uh what's it called when you like uh spontaneous combustion when you instantly burst into flames Um, spontaneous combustion yeah (laughs) yeah so he's he gets like torched but he doesn't just disappear he becomes like a charred corpse and the vatican is asking <laughs> this the nun played by uh tessa tasa farmiga um to go investigate because she survived the last time the nun approached and like shouldn't they send you know i don't know i don't care who the exorcist is or ex- yeah like someone who's gonna go there and you know fuck shit up <laughs> <laughs> I know they sent some like nun the alpha exorcist. Helped. Yeah, they use an actual, but no, the the Vatican sending these nuns who just help children learn and read and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> why is she going? Um. Anyways, 
he goes to this uh they're trying to find out why the demon the nun keeps on killing people and they're tracking her to this boarding school and i don't want to reveal how the nun is moving around but she's able to move around um the uh it shot really well um like it, it looks cool uh, my big thing, and I, I've said this before um, with a lot of horror films, is when you see a lot of them, and Brad, I know you've seen a lot of them, so you, I, I don't know if you feel the same way. You can, you know, even though it's a jump scare, where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Um, how the camera slides uh, on a, you know, a dolly or a tracking shot, um, and how the music gets really loud and it gets really soft, and you know when it hits a certain beat, something's going to pop out from the corner. Yeah. Um, and and the nun films rely really heavily on it, and I I don't know it's not it's not a horrible movie. Um, there's I mean it's gory at, in some parts, but it just doesn't. I don't know. I was talking to my friend about this as a, we're trying to find uh, my friend Nick is a huge horror movie guy. And he keeps on asking me if I've seen anything, and he likes the horror films like terrifier and Halloween and stuff, you know, where they're over the top violence. Um, and I'm trying to think, I can't think of anything I've seen lately in the horror movie realm that I, you know, took my breath away. Um, or, yeah. you know, like terrifier too. I really like, but it, it, you remember it not because of how great it is, but you know, the over the top killing of that lady in the bedroom. Um, it's, it's excessiveness. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and Arthur Clown is like a cool villain, um, but I'm trying to think of a horror film that I've seen that recently that I can't, um, or a new one that you know when you see it right away, you go, "If that's a classic," even Evil Dead Rise. I mean, it was fun, but I don't know. You know, the, the yeah, didn't get anything new to the table. Yeah. Yeah, Evil Dead 2013, at least it rained blood and it had that like cool ending scene. And, um, you know, the moment you talk about slicing the tongue with the knife and um, but I couldn't think of anything. And yeah, that's where I'm kind of at. And I, I was hoping that, you know, October would bring some of these around, but haven't seen any yet. Yeah, maybe Saw 10. Maybe. I, I doubt it. I mean, hey. Brad, perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, our film of the week is Saw 10. What? Is Saw X. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it, it's uh, 10. I don't know what the X would <laughs> yeah. mean for, uh, yeah. like yeah. There, There's a part of me, though, that really wants to see it because I do want to see a movie like that. Um, it feels like it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, like, but the past, like, the past couple Saw movies have been like <laughs> not impressive. So, yeah, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not excited. I mean, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it, a part of me does feel like it could be a return, but yeah, can't be sure. We'll find out this week. Well, it's always fun when, you know, John Kramer, um, Tobin Bell, who plays him, you know, when he's not in them, you feel it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, I understand. I'm sure they didn't realize that this film was going to spawn like it did or the franchise, but killing them in the third one, I think was a big misstep. Um, yeah. It's funny too. Cause so I, this, I never really thought of him as like an iconic killer. Like it was always about the traps and stuff. So yeah. now, now making it like, Oh, this, this whole thing has been the story of this cancer ridden, uh, guy getting revenge. Like that just feels like it's, come together like over time sure yeah um we'll see i i don't know i'm going to tell you right horror show so i'm hoping that i'll see something there that will usually i see a one movie there that i say okay this one is cool um yeah so i'm hoping yeah i think horror in general like I, i'm pretty bored with it um just like I think if you've like the big budget stuff, it, it it's so formulaic, and uh, I feel like a lot of them just kind of like, oh, we could just recreate the same these same things and then like deliver the same experience. Because I feel like most people aren't looking for anything new; they just want to see 
something gory or uh-huh. like get get a jump scare out of something. Um, whereas I think if you like you're going to the uh, festival, like you'll see some indie thing where people maybe tried, you know, to do something new. Yeah, and um, and that's that's also because I mean, but also there's like ahead, in the indie realm there are like you know fan film stuffers like yeah we just want to recreate all the cool stuff we've seen and do it ourselves. Uh, yeah our way but it's it, it it actually isn't pushing the envelope at all so yeah I, and i um i bought the last time my, laura and i went was four years ago i think three or four years ago and i bought two of the movies when they eventually came out on blu-ray uh one's called porno and it's not like the greatest horror film but it's about like this succubus that's in this movie theater and is killing people and the the title is way more explicit than the movie I mean, the movie's gory, but, you know, like, just the name porno, it, there's not that yeah. much sex in it. It's just to get um, in the door. Yeah. Yeah. But it was creative enough where, it, you know, it's not a great movie. But when I saw that they're putting it out on Blu-ray and the Blu-ray was by an independent company, too, I was like, you know what? I'm going to order this because it's a, you know, a movie on demand. So they make it only when you order it. And I want to support it. And it's, it's creative enough. And I and so to solidify the point you're making yeah, even though some of the indie stuff you'll see will be not good, I think there is something to be said about horror indie filmmakers where they do want to push the envelope. Something, you know, the one I always fall back on is uh, my favorite film we ever saw at any Telluride Horror Show is The, the Battery, where it's a zombie movie, but it's not really a zombie movie. It's more about two guys um, and and that's why I hope I'll see this time up there. I have no idea what they're playing because they haven't released the schedule yet. So, yeah, we'll have fun. Yeah. So yeah, like we said, next week will be Saw X, and um, yeah, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.